The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to Movie Zone. A week break has ended. It has. It's kind of nice. Well, I mean a week-long break, not that it was a week break. Well, it was a pretty strong break. It was a week-long break, right, but right. Uh, I enjoy coming in on Thursdays and doing this. I believe you. Even though this also plays should. on Saturday and Sundays, but, you know, just Thursday. Well, we come in on Thursday. Right. We're still here Saturday. We're nev- we never leave. Sometimes we're here Sunday. Some days. But Thursday is when you hear the show live. You can right. also podcast it, 1280thezone.com, or anywhere you get your podcast. Just search the big show, or excuse me, the movie zone. Whoa. Whoa now. Hey there. Uh, go ahead and search the big well, show. Well, you too. should search the big show as well. In fact, you should search all the shows. Or you can catch us live, like now, uh, on Thursday at 7, replay Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8 a.m. My voice is coming back slowly. I can tell a little bit. You still sound hoarse, though. It wasn't, let's see, uh, on Monday it was more like this. Yeah. And on now it's it's this. So well, Tuesday is when I first heard it. With, Tuesday uh, was the better day of, than, than Monday, obviously. Yes. But. And I still think you are the singer in a thrash band secretly, not <laughs> telling anyone. Yep. Uh, that is probably most likely not the, the reason. No. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? A thrash band? Not for me. Okay. Can't well, you know, you never know. That. I have to protect my identity here. Of course, of course, of course. All right. Well, we've got five new movies we got to talk about. We've got a couple classics returning to Megaplex theaters. A poll question in segment two that has become very popular over the last couple of days, and a from the archives for the seasons. Well, you know, before we get for into the this, season, I, should say. I I took Larry to Sony's advice and watched Love and Monsters. His pick of the week last yes. week. What did you think? It's great, man. Is it? Yeah, it's fun, you know. And and he's right. It's not scary. There's creatures in there constantly trying to eat this guy, but uh but it's fun. It's fun. It's it's very Zombieland-esque. Okay. But it's fun. Uh if you missed it, the guy the the, the monsters are roaming the earth and he so, discovers his girlfriend is less than 100 miles away. Yes. So basically an apocalypse has happened and monsters now rule the world. Rule, rule the earth. And uh, Kind of like politicians. And he's in love with a girl and they get separated during the apocalypse and he doesn't know if she's alive or dead. So he's scanning radio frequencies. To and, see if he hears her? Yes. And uh-huh. finds her. And he realizes she's 85 miles from where he is. Wow. So he has to <laughs> get out and... Hike across the uh, earth with covered in monsters, and you don't know where they are because they blend in. Uh. And uh, try not to get eaten. And he runs into people along the way that help him with his journey. Is it funny? Like Zombieland was? Uh, it's got moments, but I don't think it was Zombieland funny. Zombieland, okay. see, I just love that sick, twisted humor, so I roll on the ground laughing at uh, Zombieland. Zombieland was intentionally a comedy. Yes, it was. This yeah. was not... It has it in there. Okay. It has it in there. But it's a good movie. It's a good movie. So Larry was right. Oh, of course he was. Yeah, he's absolutely right. He knows what he's talking about, man. So Love and Monsters. Catch it for Matinee Monday even now with Matinee Pricing. I do agree, though. It would have been a huge sleeper hit in a normal world. Oh, like like Larry was saying, normally this would be $100 million well, it's like Zombieland. Out of nowhere. Zombieland was not supposed to be a blockbuster movie, but it did extremely well just because it's a great movie. And everyone... 
that saw it told everyone who yes. told three people yes. who told nine people. So I'm telling all of you, check out Love and Monsters. I can't wait to see it myself. Uh, speaking of Zombieland, that's what brings us to our Sunday night DVD showdown results okay. for this week. This is where we take two movies that we own, we pit them against each other of similar genre, and see who the Twitter followers think made the better movie. My choices this week were Shaun of the Dead, okay. Simon Pegg, zombie thriller, yep, yep. comedy, versus Zombieland. Like That's you just tough, mentioned. because Shaun of the Dead is just so cult classically good. Yeah, right. In fact, all of Simon Pegg's movies are that way. Yeah, hot, fuzz. hot Fuzz? Yes, yeah. oh, of course, yeah. I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah. So funny, man. It's so dry. I know. I love that so he's just a, a bad egg cop in the city, and they're so sick of him getting all the cases, they ship him somewhere else. I love <laughs> that. But the Shaun of the Dead is, is ooh. So, hmm. that's one, a tough one, dude. Good 192 one. votes rolled in on the Sunday night. Wow, show. that's awesome. So just shy of 200. And Zombieland in a landslide victory of 68% of the vote yeah. to just 32 for yeah. Shaun of the Dead. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly, 100%. Throw in whatever you want in there. It's Shaun, Like I said, Shaun of the Dead was so cult following. And it, it kind of... It kind of flew by a lot of people. It became more of a hit after it left the theaters, where Zombieland was just destroying in the theater. Yep. So that's I think that's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. More people saw Zombieland. More, more people saw and it more recently. Yeah. But if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead and you like zombie comedies, that's, yeah. you got to see that as well. Oh, absolutely. So Zombieland, this week's showdown champion on the DVD collection. We'll get another one this coming Sunday. Are you still... I'm uh, banned from Twitter. It's it's so bad that it's time I'm just going to start a new one. I think you have to. I you know uh, what? and you I need the suggestions Twitter. I need suggestions so, for what your name should be. Yeah, because the last one's my name. What else am I supposed to do? The uh, real? It should be Jimmy Heavyfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm sitting here going Da hmm. Bass. Da Bass? Johnny Da Bass player. Maybe. That that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. We're well, gonna have to figure it out. But uh, Twitter, if hey, if anyone has an eight hundred number for Twitter, <laughs> tweet tweet Austin because I can't get it. <laughs> and he'll pass and, it along. And he'll give it to me. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the five new movies this week hitting Megaplex theaters, big screens. We'll start with one that uh, Larry Tessoni also made a couple notes about for mm -hmm. us. It's called Synchronic. It's rated R. It's a sci-fi thriller, though IMDb lists it as a horror. Right. Larry thinks that's a miscategorization. He says, there are a couple things of graphic violence, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't call it a horror. This film had a bit of a Christopher Nolan feel as it deals with some interesting time travel scenarios. This was a surprise film that I really enjoyed and had stars and great acting in it. Anyway, just thought I'd help fill in some blanks on this one. So, when New Orleans paramedics and longtime best friends Steve and Dennis, played by Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan, they're called to a series of bizarre and gruesome accidents that chalk it up to a mysterious new drug found at the scene. But after Dennis's oldest daughter disappears, Steve stumbles upon a terrifying truth about the supposed psychedelic 
that will challenge everything he knows about reality and the flow of time itself. See, even in that description, I don't get horror from it. Doesn't doesn't scream horror film. No, no, it screams thriller, suspense. That's what it screams to me. So a Christopher Nolan-esque, yeah. time-bending crime sci-fi thriller named Synchronic Rated R. This sounds really Really good. It does. I am 100% on board with this one. So the name's a little tough. Synchronic? Yeah, you look at it, and I'm like, Sympho- what, what is that? <laughs> but you know what? That I, It's not going to matter. It's Just say it five times. Synchronic. One. Is that right? Say it five times fast. Symphonymatic. No, you're wrong. Today, today, today. I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good. I will see this as well. And I like these type of movies. And I like Anthony Mackie. If you're not familiar with Anthony Mackie, he was he is Falcon in the Marvel universe. Yeah, an underrated actor, that's for sure. Uh, and Jamie Dornan, no uh, no stranger to thrillers. That's mm-hmm. a bad joke. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many shades of gray he'll be wearing in this film, but oh boy! Anyway, had to go there. All Moving right. right along, let's go to the Empty Man. It's a rated R crime drama horror horror featuring James Badge Dale. Who? I don't know who James Badge Dale is. And Stephen Root. I love Stephen Root. The if Empty it, Man. For, for those you know who Stephen oh. Root is, uh, I don't. Uh, Do you ever see the show News Radio? No, I actually did not see that. Uh, did you ever see Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Of course. The blind music producer. Okay, I know exactly. The can that they he, sing he, into? He's in the recording studio. That's Stephen Yes, Ruth. that yeah. the Soggy Bottom Boys. Yep, yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. Okay. So. The, the empty man on the trail of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. This sounds like Pumpkinhead to me. Pumpkinhead? You don't know Pumpkinhead? Uh-uh. Pumpkinhead was an 80s horror movie where they summoned this creature, okay. and it's this giant pumpkinhead monster. This is what this sounds like to me. The Empty Man, pumpkin. yeah, it's Pumpkinhead. Sounds a little bit like Blade Runner to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just, Blade Runner? Uh, the, the ex-cop, the new Blade Runner. With, right, with and the, the, the terrifying supernatural entity of, yes. of, of Blade Runner? Yes. Okay, I, I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> The Empty Man, I won't be seeing this, but... I don't think it's your type of movie. No. Um, I think fans of, like I said, Pumpkinhead, The Leprechaun, those type of movies, uh, kind of the B and C level horror movies might really enjoy this one. Well, this next one's right up my alley. Ooh, yeah, it is. After We Collided, a rated R romance film. Oh. Starring Date Night, Josephine Langford, and Hero Fiennes Tiffin. A sequel to the 2019 film After, and based on the 2014 romance novel of the same name, this follows the love life of two young adults. <laughs> no? Hard pass. Hard pass? Not doing After We Collided. Now, is it weird to kind of release a love story and... Halloween time. There's a lot of weirdos out there, Johnny. But it just seems wrong. It does seem a little wrong. It's like they missed it by like two weeks. <laughs> Put it in November or February. Well, just wait a bit here. It's not, yeah. But hey, the, after we collided, if you're looking for a romance film to take your uh, partner to, that's in the theaters this week. 
Actually, truthfully, the next one sounds like it's my movie. This one does, yeah? Do you, you want to read it? No, you go ahead. Okay. This is, you do, you're a documentary guy, right? Yes. That's why? Yep. Right. This is Escape from, ex, uh, Extinction. how do you say that? Extinction. Thank you. Escape from, ex, I'm Escape, struggling. Escape from Extinction. What he said. <laughs> Rare footage of endangered animals and interviews with the world's leading animal welfare specialists and conservation scientists. Conservation. Thank you, man. You know what? I don't have my glasses on. I know. I was just have you noticed that? You see how Johnny is squinting with the laptop screen. It's like right in my face from his eyeball. (laughs) Working to protect animals from all seven of Earth's continents and its mighty oceans, lakes, and rivers. Starring. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. That's what I said. The narrator. She's and a narrator. That, not only do I like animals and I like documentaries, but if Helen <laughs> Mirren's in the movie, even just her voice, it's my movie. Talk about I not, love Helen Mirren. Talk about not being able to read. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Hey, reading's hard. Hook it on Pahana. Let me get my glasses on. Hold me. on. Let me put these things on here. Uh, okay. We'll give you another shot with the fifth and final new movie hit Megaplex this week. All right. This is a rated R <laughs> horror mystery thriller, thriller, Murder in the Woods. Soon after arriving to a mysterious cabin in the woods, a group of teens discover the dark secret it holds, which forces them to fight for their lives. And check out who the main star is in this thing. Danny Trujillo. Machete. I like Danny Trujillo. Danny Trejo is... Uh, Trujillo. No, it's not Trujillo. It is now. It's true. <laughs> uh, he has an incredible story of being discovered while in prison. Yeah, how does that happen? So look it up. It's how do phenomenal. you get discovered in prison? But he ha- and he's also just an incredible man who does a lot of good things, but gets pigeonholed into these ugly, awful roles, and he's damn good at it. You know what? He the check still cashes. So murder in the woods, a rated R horror mystery thriller. Escape from Extinction, a PG documentary about extinct animals and animals that are endangered, narrated by Helen Mirren. After We Collided, a rated R romance. After, or excuse me, The Empty Man, a rated R crime drama horror. And Synchronic, rated R sci-fi thriller. Of all those five movies, I would rank them in this order of what to go see at Megaplex this week. All right, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. Number one, Synchronic. Yeah. That's the first one to go see. Uh, I would then personally see uh, Escape from Extinction. Okay. Two, The Empty Man three, Murder in the Woods four, and After We Collided, Dead Last. I I would agree with that. I think the only thing I would change is I might see Murder in the Woods before I see Empty Man. Okay, that's totally fair. Uh, also, frightening features. Returning to the big screen for Halloween at Megaplex. Here we go. Monsters, Inc. Yep. The Which 2001 Disney Pixar incredible hit. Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Sully, and uh, Mike. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, uh, Rip Torn. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. On and on. And if you're not like me and you are uh, and you want to see something a little more horrific. Would you say a little more Halloween? A little more Halloween-ish. Mm-hmm. Then, Johnny, tell them what else is available. 1978 Halloween, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter's masterpiece, which if you go see now, it's actually a comedy. 
So <laughs> go see it and laugh. I did. I went a couple years ago. It came back at a Megaplex, and I we took a group of friends, and we went and watched it. And it was sitting there, and we were going, this isn't scary at all. <laughs> but the new one is. Yes, the new one is. In fact, I remember a scene specifically. We're driving in a car, and it's daylight. Uh-huh. They make a left turn, and it's midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I just started laughing. Like, just like, uh-huh. oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> so the the Halloween classic horror film at Megaplex for your Halloween enjoyment. That that's, brings us to, oh, sorry. I was going to say, that's actually a great thing to do this year if you're not going to participate in trick-or-treating or your kids aren't going to. Don't take your kids to this, but maybe you don't have kids. Go see Halloween on Halloween. That'd be a great idea. Why not, yep, right? For sure. And that brings us to our poll question of the week. Speaking of Halloween starring Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, I got to thinking, when you hear the phrase horror film, who are the first actors slash actresses that come to mind? Get on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Zone Sports Net, soon to be at Johnny Player. (laughs) And let us know, first actresses and actors that come to mind when you hear Horror film. I think of Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls because that movie was absolutely terrifying. I've <laughs> gratefully never seen it and never planned to. Uh, sorry, that was a bad joke from many years ago. Actually, that's from a Scream movie. Yeah, that, indeed it is. Uh, that's a preview of things to come next segment. Yes. We'll get to your poll question responses, and Johnny will give us a little history in music history. Yes. A little lesson in music lesson. history, rather. Give us a little history and music lesson. No. Welcome Something to the like redundant. D- d- <laughs> you can't read. I can't talk. Redundancy department. <laughs> department of redundancy department. <laughs> more Movie Zone up next. Up next is the Movie Zone more. There you go. <laughs> You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment two this week on the Movie Zone. We'll get to our poll question responses from you in just a moment. But, Johnny, it's time for another lesson in music history. And this is speaking to my heart, man. I love love brian adams i love his music he's he's been around for several several decades and always written amazing songs i agree yeah. you can't you cannot deny and he's got that raspy voice he does kind of like i canadian born by the way yeah yeah we'll forgive him that okay well <laughs> brian adams check this out his first contract in 1978 was for one dollar Wow. That's what he made. And he signed on for $1? So back then, uh, well, now, (laughs) currently, contracts have to have a domination. They have to have some sort of money, you know, in the music business. And the least amount you could do was $1. So they didn't want to pay him anything. They said, we'll record your music. So they gave him $1 to make the contract legal. Wow. Isn't that funny? And uh, here's the best thing about it. Brian Adams told Rolling Stone magazine in 2016, I still have the check for it. The $1? The $1 (laughs) check. He said it proves the absurdity of the whole thing. Yeah. And I agree. You can give me a $1 check. Writing the cashing the check costs more. Yeah, to pay the person at the bank. Yeah. Yep. But I bet you did not know this. 
Brian Adam Brian Adams wrote his biggest hit in one hour. Which was what? Your favorite, everything I do, uh, I do it for you. Yeah, you can tell he wrote it in one hour. It was specifically written for the 1991 movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I don't know which is worse, the song or the movie. I like that movie. You Stop don't like it. it? It's fun. Are you blind in the eyes, man? No, it's a great it's a way to terrible, kill two hours. Terrible movie. Horrendously bad movie. Really? Yes. No, Morgan Awful. Freeman? The, the, I love Kevin Costner. Yeah? But then I th- remember he did that movie and want to punch him. <laughs> well, he had to compete against Annie Lennox, uh, Kate Bush, and uh, Michael Kamen as well. Michael Kamen was the composer of that film, and he had some really sweet melodies, but he needed someone to give enough strength and authority behind the song so you don't fall asleep to the melody. And Brian Adams came up with the lyrics, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. That was written in less than one hour. No kidding. <laughs> you can tell, right? There's no love like your love. Terrible. There you go. Well, just two more things. Okay. I bet you didn't know that Brian Adams is a very accomplished photographer. Didn't. He is so good that he is even invited to London, England uh-huh. to do a photo session with the Queen. Okay. He It was a five-minute session. He took the photo of the Queen, and it was put on a stamp. A 49-cent really? stamp, yes. Picture taken Why by Brian Adams. Him? I don't know. He's a great photographer. He shot for Vogue. Let me see here. He sh- the, the magazines he shot for, they're very, a lot of fashion magazines, Vogue, Interview, and Zoo. He, sh- he has shoot, uh, shot rock stars and supermodels regularly for those wow. magazines. Wow, never knew that. Isn't that crazy? So he's better at mus- uh, 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 photogra- photography. Photography? Photography. He's better at photography than Mausick. <laughs> What's up with us today? I don't know. You have your glasses on. Mine are still off. <laughs> you can tell the computer's up my, to my screen. My, my voice face. is struggling. Well, Summer of 69, probably arguably his biggest hit. Love it. Um, it's not about Summer. What is it about? It's about Whoopi. Stop it. <laughs> it is. Get out of it's here. It's in the title. Get out of here. You dirty mind little boy. I, I wish I could. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. He wrote that song for Whoopi Goldberg. Brian Adams said, I think Summer of 69 is timeless because it's a very simple song about making love in the summertime. So it is about summer. Sort of. And the 1969 edition. That's right. Yeah. In June of 1985, sorry, Summer of 69 climbed to its peak at number five on Billboard's Top 100. As of 2015, Summer of 69 had over 25 million streams. It's an incredible song. Yeah, it's... It's, a, it's, a, it's probably my favorite, Brian Adams. Let's be Me honest. Too. The whole Reckless album is... Amazing. Well, that's his. That's his. That's, gras, yeah, man. you're that's, right. Absolutely. Well, there's right. some information about Brian Adams, which is your favorite. <laughs> I gave I gave Austin a choice. We do Brian Adams or Sting, and it was a hard pass I, on Sting. I hate, hate Sting. I don't know why you do. Gordon is great. Is that why you don't like him? Because his Gordon. name's Gordon. His real name's Gordon oh. Sumner. Oh. No, I just think his music is so overrated. The Police is all right. Really? Sting himself, his music is blasé. Okay. What's the Fields of Gold song that everyone knows? Fields of Gold? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Oh, man. We're Does gonna... he also sing This is the End of the Innocence? 
No. Or is that somebody else? That's someone else. Sounds just like that Fields of Goal song. We need to sit down. I'm going to lock you in Fields a car. Barley. I'm going to put you in the trunk. I'm going to lock the trunk, and I'm going to put the speakers facing in and play nothing but Sting for two hours. I will not survive. No, you will, and you will come out loving him. There's this week's <laughs> lesson in music history, thanks to Johnny, the bass player, Lightfoot. <laughs> I'm going to speak it you, into You existence. are just going for it. All right, time for your poll question responses here on the Movie Zone. We asked you on Twitter at Austin Horton at Zone Sportsnet, who's the first actor slash actress that comes to your mind when you think horror film? Mm. Eric Jensen, okay, producer here at the Zone. Yeah. I think he sent this in to be funny, but it plays into segment one as well because this guy is starring in Synchronic this Ooh. week that opens this week in Megaplex Theaters. Okay. Eric says, Jamie Dornan. Oh, I thought you said horrible film. Oh, bum, boy. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, Matt Sanchez says, Niv Campbell. Ah, Scream star. Brianna Barker sends in a gif of Gene Wilder. Ooh. In Young Frankenstein. Yeah, is, is that a horror movie? Uh, yeah, it is. But it's a comedy. comedy. It's a Mel Brooks. Sure. Kind of. Uh, we'll, we'll get talk, into that. We'll talk more <laughs> about that movie later. Ajay says Jennifer Love Hewitt. What? Uh, things the, about last summer? I know I what you did last summer. Uh, Austin Run Forest Run sends in Freddy Krueger. Okay. Robert England. I can never say that. I always say Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Kruger. Kruger. John says Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. The, the queen of scream. Roger says Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. TJ says Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Joe says Anthony Hopkins. Ooh, he's going a little uh, Santa, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Jeff Turner says Boris Karloff. Oh, wow. Going old school. Way back in the day. Ty sends in the movie Nosferatu mm -hmm. with Max Schreck playing Count Orlock. These none of the, Nosferatu, Max Schreck, Count Orlock mean nothing to me. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> Do you? I, I know the movies. Nosferatu. It looks like a scary troll giant, and it's in French. So yeah, pass on the French. Uh, nothing against French. I just I I want to. I don't want to read it in my movies. Dave Osmond says Kurt Russell from The Thing. Ooh, wow. Never seen The Thing. Yeah, that's scary. That's a carpenter. Ben with a chilling reply. Oh, okay. A gif of Kathy Bates and mm -hmm. the sledgehammer from Misery. Oh, when she hits his ankles and just breaks them again. <sighs> oh. Maybe we should play Hanson Scotty's reenactment of that scene today. Ooh, we Maybe could. We should throw that in. Yes. Reed and Mark both say Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Hulk says Ray Fiennes, the English patient, was horrifying. <laughs> That's a lot like my showgirls comment. Paul <laughs> says gotta be Jamie Lee. Yeah. Ilnati says Jack Nicholson. Here's okay. There's Johnny. The Shining. Nathan and Jim and Aaron all say Jamie. Yeah. CDH says Tom Cruise. What, in The Mummy? Oh, I guess that one. I was thinking more like War of the Worlds. That's sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the mummy. But I don't know. Maybe he's also commenting on my showgirls thing as well. Maybe. Super says Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian says Jamie Lee. Nine Straight says Sid Haig. What's he in? Her, him, him. It's 
he it's got a scary bald guy with a mutton chop beard dressed as a crying clown in the it? gif. Is that it? No, it's not it. Uh, Sid Haig. Do clowns scare you? known for The Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, Three from Hell, Jackie Brown, Spider Baby. Okay. All pretty much like cult Halloween horror films. Clowns are freaky. Yeah, I agree. I don't like clowns. No. Braden says, Gordon Monson in his high school theater shows. <laughs> ba da ba. Brandon says, Her. And it's a gif of the doll from her. Yeah, okay. Jeff says Robert England. Brock says Sid Haig. Greg says Vincent Price. Oh, wow. The Interesting. voice in Thriller. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Jake says that was going to be his answer as well. Someone removed their tweet, so I'm not able to read that one. And then finally, from Tad, Patrick Wilson, Insidious 1 and 2 are incredible. And Spry says PJ Souls, and there's not even a second on the list. Who's PJ Souls? Who? PJ Souls. There seems to be an overwhelming, though, glowing person in this whole poll question here. It seems to be Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of the... Oh, un- PJ Souls played Linda Vonderklok okay. in Halloween. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sure. I oh, still think you. I still think Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the, the winner of the this. The Scream Queen, the Queen yeah, of Scream. I, I would go that way. Yep, that seemed to be the overwhelming uh, answer. So... Actor slash actors you think of when you hear horror film, Jamie Lee Curtis, congratulations, it's you. It is. And Who I do think you she, think of when you first hear horror film? I, I do think of Jamie Lee Curtis and Nev Campbell for the most recent screams, just because there was so many of them. Yeah. I mean, you could go, there's so many actors in that that just get wiped out in the movie. You could, you know, swing a dead cat and hit one. <laughs> okay, Scotty G. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think of, let's see... When I think horror film, who immediately comes to mind? Anna Ferris. Oh, you're going for the comedies. The, the uh, what were those? Yes, uh, from Scream. Yes. No, not Scream. The scary movies. Scary movies. Scary yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary yeah. movie, yep. Which was your favorite? The... One, two, three, seven. I think I just run them all together in my head. They're kind of all the same. I don't think I could delineate which is which. I do like, I like the one... the ring reenactment. One. Yeah, the ring reenactment. Then they also did Signs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Attack here, you know, the big <laughs> crop circles. Uh, I like the movie signs. I do. I, like I do, too. Movie a lot. All right, there you go. Poll question responses of the week. We have just a couple minutes. You all right if we play oh, the yeah. scene from Misery? Yes, let's do it. Hans and Scotty, they long ago stole an idea that I had for the big show and told us, no, you can't do that on the big show. We're doing it on our show. There's some great debate as to who came up with it first. But mm-hmm. Anyway, I I was calling it movies in a minute. They call it 60 seconds of cinema. Yep. I don't know. I think my name's better. I think we should be doing it. But I don't think I don't think anyone could do it better than Hanson Scotty. Oh, they could do it better. Yeah. Just not funnier. So here you go. Hanson <laughs> Scotty reenacting a scene as James Caan and Kathy Bates in the movie <laughs> Misery. Paul, do you know about the early days of the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers when they found out that they stole diamonds? (laughs) Don't worry, they didn't kill them. No, that would be like junking a Mercedes if you found out it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure that they would never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Oh, oh, oh. 
thinking about doing. Please don't do it. Annie, for God's sake. Shh, darling. Annie, for God's Shh, sake. trust me. Annie, please. <laughs> Almost there. Just one more. Scotty somehow always has to play the female. Why is that? That's just, and that's why they don't do it anymore. Because Scotty's pouting, doesn't want to play the female every time. Aww. Doesn't want to be typecast. Oh, you know, <laughs> I think we should take this over. They don't really do it anymore. I, you know what? I'll give them a month. Okay. They don't do another one by November first. So okay. less than a month. So like a week? Oh, yeah, I guess we're close to that. <laughs> By December 1st. Oh, that's too far. No, December 1st it is. All right. Uh, and uh, if they haven't done one, we'll take it over. And we'll uh, call it Movies in a Minute. I like it. All right, coming up next, we'll go into the archives and tell you what we have found and discovered about a movie that I'll bet at least half of you watch every year on Halloween. Yes. Talk about it next right here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment three, final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. This is my second favorite Brian Adams song, Heaven. There's so, there's so many. And uh, again, off the Reckless album. What do you think of the the song "Please Forgive Me"? I don't know that one. Which one's that? Please forgive me. I can't stop loving you. Sing, sing a little more of it for me. That's all I can. Remember. I, you can't remember. Any, I, I don't I need, deny me this pain I'm going through. I need some. I, I need some more. Please forgive me. <laughs> I know now what I do. Mm, mm. Please believe me. All right. No, nope, I don't know it. Well, if you missed our music <laughs> lesson this week, it was Brian Adams. That was pretty good with the distor- destroyed voice. It was, I mean, he does it better with his destroyed voice. But, but that's what gives you the grit, the, the what, what's the word, the, the Sam Elliott. What is, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen here, little cowboy. <laughs> Coors. Cool brew beer. What's your favorite good? Sam Elliott movie? Uh, the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Roadhouse. Uh, Roadhouse. I like A Star Is Born. Uh, what about the dude, the Big Lebowski? Yeah, that's good. He's he's just phenomenal. His favorite role of mine actually is in Parks and Rec. Yeah, as the other uh, Ron, as Ron Swanson's arch nemesis. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. The other Ron. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch Parks and Rec. Oh come on! What about you the didn't... Doritos commercial? You gotta love him in that. The Doritos commercial where oh, he's yes. dancing, you know, and his mustache is dancing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That was. Uh, how did we get there? I don't know. We just oh, went I was off. singing really poorly. Yes, that's right. Uh, and uh, do you know who the? What is the guy? I think his name's like Mustard. Colonel Mustard. No. From Clue. No. Uh, he's he's like a, a mustard gas. No. No. 
ketchup and mustard? Something to do mustard. He was a homeless guy that just sang on the corner with his guitar and oh. he had this really awful, gravelly, uh, raspy voice. Really? And it's just really, and it's amazing. He just does covers, but he makes them in this gravelly type bluegrass type uh, sound. Mm. Uh, let's see, homeless. You're talking about Dijon? No. I'm serious, actually. Daniel Mustard is his name. There's a guy named Dijon Isaiah McFarlane, also known as Mustard. Well, he's a he's a rapper. He's a producer, right. rap producer, I think. No, I'm talking Daniel Mustard. Oh, there he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's incredible. So check out his stuff on YouTube, uh, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. His All name's right. Dijon. <laughs> All right. Time to, uh, before we get into the archives and talk about everyone's favorite family-friendly Kind of comedy for Halloween. Yeah, it is too. Uh, a couple news and rumors. The Lion King. Do you remember the live action Lion King that everyone seemed to hate, yet it made over $2 billion? Yeah, of course. And I loved it. Yeah. They're coming out with a sequel. Really? Yeah. The Lion King follow up is about Mufasa's origin story. So it's a prequel. It's a prequel. It's about Mufasa, and they've picked a director. And they're going with a guy named Barry Jenkins. Do you know who Barry Jenkins is? Now, is this a live action or is this an animated? CGI okay. live so, action. So like the latest version yes. of The Lion King. Yep. Okay. Uh, photorealistic is technically what it's called. Oh. Uh, Barry Jenkins is going to be the director. He directed Moonlight. Okay. That, yeah, that, that won a bunch of awards and was nominated for it, a bunch of awards well, a couple of years ago. Too. Best picture. Yeah, right. Even though they tried to give it to La La Land. Right. Right. But it was Moonlight. I love that story. So there you go. Uh, and then also, are you a fan of Legally Blonde? I am. Legally Blonde 3 mm. is coming out <laughs> in 2022. With Reese? So mark your tickets now, or mark your calendar. Is it going to be Reese? I'm not sure. Let's see. Legally it be, Blonde It better be, at three. least be Reese. Uh, we'll star Reese. Okay. Yep. If, it, if it wasn't, that's just like, let's don't even make that pile. Now, there is already a Legally Blonde 3 that came out in India in May of this year. Oh, with Reese? No, of course <laughs> not. Uh, but this one will be the legitimate one with Reese Witherspoon reprising her role as Elwood. Look, Legally Blonde 1 is brilliant. Yep. Legally Blonde 2 is tolerable. What is it's like uh, red, white, and blonde? Red, white, and blonde. Yeah, yeah, she's in Congress. Yeah. 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 The first one's brilliant. The best of them all is the Broadway musical. You got into law school? What? <laughs> like it's hard? Like it's hard. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there you go. A couple news and rumors for you this week from Hollywood. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. I like the Legally Blondes, but I'm torn on that I one. I don't know if we need a third one. I don't think we needed yeah. a second one. But All right. Well, why don't you tell us about, as we dive into the archives, yes. the facts and little known facts of... Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Young Frankenstein, 1974. An American grandson of the infamous scientist struggling to prove that his grandfather was not insane, as people believe, is invited to Transylvania where he discovers the process that reanimates a dead body. <laughs> Directed by Mel Brooks, written by Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks. Oh, uh, wow. Starring Gene Wilder... Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle, as, Madeline as Kahn, the monster, as the monster, Madeline Kahn, Marty Feldman as the yeah, Igor, Igor, Igor yeah. yeah, Cloris Leachman, and Gene Hackman. 
Gene Hackman. He had four minutes of screen time, and we'll get into this in just okay. a second. Here. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics give it 94% and fans give it 92%. Wow. Okay. I know. I thought it would be higher. It had a budget of $2.8 million. Now, remember, this is 1974. That's a lot of money. And it grossed $86.2 million. Again, in 74. Are you kidding me? That's amazing, yeah. Nominee for two Academy Awards. Best Writing Slash Screenplay Adapted from a Screenplay and Best Sound. Nominee for Golden Globe Awards, Best Actress with Cloris Leachman, and Best Supporting Actress, Madeline Kahn. I think Terry Garr got the raw end of the stick on that. I thought she was great as Inga. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She's not even really listed in the stars of it. And the, you know, crazy. She's yeah. in the cast list, but she's not high up on it. It's kind yeah. of funny. So Gene Wilder has stated that this was his favorite movie he's made of all time. <laughs> okay, I think it would be fun to make this movie. I think it would be, too. Now, Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks got into only one fight during the movie's production. Over which, what? Well, it was a big one. Uh, Mel throwing a huge tantrum, tantrum, yelling and raging, and eventually storming out of Gene's apartment where the men had been working on the script. So it was over script writing. Okay. Uh, roughly 10 minutes later, Gene Wilder's phone rang. The caller, who was Mel, had this to say. <laughs> Who was that madman in your house? I could hear him yelling all the way over here. You should never let crazy people into your house. Don't you know that? That could be dangerous. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Which apparently, uh, as Gene put it, that's Mel's way of apologizing. <laughs> I think that's really funny. But to going on, Gene Wilder would only make the film if Mel Brooks promised not to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks usually appears in all of his films, but uh, Wilder felt that this his appearance in this would ruin the illusion. Uh, Brooks, however, did make an off-camera appearance as a howling wolf, Friedrich's grandfather, and the shrieking cat. Okay, so he's in the film, just not seen. Right, correct. Yeah. He, it's Mel. He's going to get in there somehow. Okay. Now, this one I find really interesting. This is a, bit, a little bit of music trivia here. You know the band Aerosmith? You heard of them? Yeah, a little bit. Well, in 1974, Aerosmith took a break from a long night of recording, and they went to see this film. Steven Tyler, after seeing this film, went back and wrote the band's hit, Walk This Way. Wow. Uh, inspired by Marty Fieldman's first scene, where he says, Walk This Way. Uh -huh. <laughs> Remember any? Yeah, yeah. He does the little thing. Little that's, shuffle thing yeah. that's where that came from. Wow. Which, of course, uh, it's been used several times now in Mel Brooks films. It was in History of the World Part One, and again, Robin Hood Men in Tights, they use that same gag. Now, the cast, and uh, especially Mel Brooks, as we talked about, this would be a fun movie to make and be in. Yeah. They had so much fun that when they finished filming, Mel Brooks and the crew didn't want it to end, so Mel kept writing scenes. <laughs> just to goof Just to keep with? going. <laughs> and in fact, it made the original cut of the film almost three hours oh long. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, of that's course... That's way too long. That's way too long. Yeah. But they had to go in and uh, pretty much chop that up to the beautiful thing that we have now. Which, <laughs> you gotta admit, this is a classic movie it's not a horror movie it's a comedy slapstick comedy slapstick comedy not entirely for the young kids no there's some stuff in around there. 11 you might get away with it 
Yeah, I would Maybe say teens, 10, yeah. teens for yeah. sure. But it's great. Did you you see it? Right? Oh, we see it almost every year. Yeah, it's we'll a staple it in my time. place too. I, when it's on, and now it's I, on. and anytime I think of, it, I can't get putting on the Ritz out of my head. That's just <laughs> putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Oh, I well, love good. That. Some little known facts and factoids about everyone's favorite Halloween film, uh, comedy film. Young Frankenstein. You know, Peter Boyle... Um, May he rest peacefully. Yes. He was in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, of course. And they were doing a Halloween special. Yeah. And he put on yep. the Frankenstein yeah. mask for yeah, it. Yeah, I thought for that sure. was great. All right, uh, Johnny. Yes, good sir. this week. Thank you. Same you to you, find sir. find him on Twitter at Johnny Player. <laughs> probably already taken. It's probably taken. If in not, fact, it is now. In fact, uh, I'm going to search for it right... Well, you spelled Johnny... Different. J-O. Well, I'm not going to say because then someone's going to steal it. Uh, but it's J-O-N-N-I. It's available. Ooh. Johnny Dabase Playa. It might, available. it might be it. Uh, and I'm Austin Horton on Twitter. You can find me there. We'll get back next week uh, with the Movie Zone with some great Star Wars news to yes. share. Yes. Get the we'll, sounder ready. And it'll be leading up to a very special Halloween edition of the Movie Zone. We'll be on on Halloween next week. So make sure to tune in. That's kind of cool. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. Until next week, this is The Movie Zone.